You're listening to the Piston Podcast, the motoring podcast for the motoring enthusiast, presented by me, Daniel Actaus. Each episode, I dig deep into the world of cars with news, reviews, and other random motor talk. From engine cars to EVs, I'm here to entertain you whilst you're nipping through traffic or even whilst you're stuck at home trying to change your exhaust. But warning, I may ramble on about Fiat Pandas. You've been warned. Anyway, engage launch control. It's time for the Piston Podcast. Hello and welcome to the eighth episode of the third series of the Piston Podcast, the motoring podcast for the motoring enthusiast, hosted by me, Daniel Lecterhouse, recorded just after I've had a very delicious spaghetti bolognese on the 20th of March 2021. I thank you ever so much for tuning into this podcast. You've obviously tuned in uh, purposely and not by accident, I hope anyway. So over the next half hour, I'm going to be running through the latest car news. I've got a very interesting review of a very interesting car that I know is very very, um, you know, some people hate it, some people like it. We've got another top 10 list, My Way or Highways back. Hopefully it should be an interesting podcast because a lot has gone on. There's a lot of things to talk about, as with every week. I think this year has been very busy for the motoring industry, obviously with a lot of car companies announcing they're going to go fully electric. So that's exciting, I think, for me anyway. I know a lot of people are anti-EV, so fair enough. That's maybe not the best news, but hey-ho, it should go quite smoothly, I hope. Obviously, it's 8pm I'm recording this, so hopefully I don't fall asleep. And, for the first time ever, I've actually remembered to plan the Piston Podcast Quiz Question of the Week, which will be announced at the end of the show, so do stay tuned for that. Remember, you can follow me on on social media, Instagram and Twitter, at DanielCarso5, and you can follow the Piston Podcast on Twitter, at Piston Podcast. And, each week I post, you know, promo nonsense and quiz question of the week, question and answers. So, yeah, go go and give a follow, show your support, and I would greatly appreciate it. And please subscribe, follow, like, give, leave a positive review to the Piston Podcast and whatever podcast platform you are listening from. I know podcasting is complicated because there's just thousands and thousands and thousands of platforms. But there we go. That is just the wonderful world in the 21st century we are, you know, lucky to be in. There's just so many things out on the internet. But anyway, I think we should kick off with some with some rather devastating news. And it is really sad. I heard this news, I think it was Wednesday morning, um, walking to school with my friend Matt. And I opened Instagram and I saw Chris Harris posted about it on Instagram. And my heart it actually sank. I was devastated. And now as I'm saying this, I'm actually really, really heartbroken. I'm sure you all know what I'm talking about. Um, sadly, I think it was on Wednesday. I, might be right. I think it was Wednesday. Sadly, Sabine Schmitz um, lost her battle with cancer. She died aged 51. Um, and it's devastating. Really, really devastating. Obviously, I think most people know who Sabine Schmitz is. She was an absolute icon. I, I did a little tribute on on social media on the day, it was it was really heartbroken. Uh, everybody was so upset, and she was just such an incredible woman. Obviously, she's an inspir- inspiration to many, um, to the females as well, because she basically said, well, she, she sort of made it okay for females to like cars. I know it's ridiculous, but, you know, so, some women maybe think that they can't like cars because it's a hobby more for men. That's just the world we live in. It's quite unfair, just like football might apparently be more um, more of a manly sport, which again is is useless in my opinion. Everything's for everybody, but she just she'd made motorsport, you know, for the masses, and she was 
she was iconic. Obviously, she was the queen of the ring, queen of the Nürburgring, and I think she estimated she did over 20,000 laps of the Nürburgring, also known as the Green Hell, and that is just astonishing. Really, really astonishing. Now, this past few days, I've actually been um, binge-watching on YouTube some Sabine Schmidt's videos, and one I can recommend that you might remember from back in the day is Sabine Schmidt's trying to get a Ford Transit around the Nürburgring in under 10 minutes, a feature that she did for Top Gear when uh, Jeremy Clarkson went round in a, in a Jaguar, I think, 10 minutes 59, and Sabine said that she could do the lap time quicker than that in a van, so it basically kicked off from there. And she, she didn't do it in the end, but she got very close. I think she got 10 minutes 12, which in a Ford Transit diesel is really insane, really insane. She was just, she was mind-blowing, really, really incredible. It's heartbreaking, really. Cancer is just an absolute devil. Um, it's it's really heartbreaking. Obviously, she was battling cancer for four years, and I think Rory Reid said on Instagram that he was on the phone to her just a couple of weeks ago, and she mentioned how th there was a big battle ahead. There's still a lot, a, quite a, you know quite a lot to get through, but there will be a chance she made it, and you know sadly she didn't. So there we go. I apologise for starting this podcast at a bit of a downer, but I just think it's something we really need to start on and celebrate her life. So this podcast, I think we can dedicate it to Sabine. I know um, we've we've lost a lot of really incredible people this past few weeks, or COVID, or for other reasons. It's just a real shame. So rest in peace, Sabine Schmitz, from me the Piston Podcast, and all of the Piston Podcast listeners. So there we go, let's dedicate this podcast to her. Moving on now to a bit more positive news, I hope. Um, let's, inc you know, let's let's raise our spirits a bit. Um, I mentioned last week about Porsche joining with Rimac, um, which is, is, is exciting news. Apparently they are now joining forces to run Bugatti going forward as well. So this is to help Bugatti go electric in the future, which um, is good news, I think, because... Bugatti, I think, have done all they can with engine-powered cars. You know, oh, it's all very incredible, top-speed nonsense. Really, to me, it's not very really interesting. But their electric stuff, I, I can see that really taking off and being something to be really interested in. So we've really got to wait and see for that, if it's any good. You know, the future is very exciting. Ferrari's mystery V12 hybrid, LaFerrari successor, has been spy-testing at Fiorano. So... Apparently this is this is a lot more than just a LaFerrari and Camo. Apparently it's going to be really incredible. So again, that's another thing to be look um, to look forward to. Um, this is this is sad news again. It's it's really dreadful. The world's old, oldest rally invest. I can't read today. It's too late in the day. The world's oldest rally navigator has sadly died, aged 103. His name was Dorothy Caldwell. Cal Caldwell. He was the mother of F1 boss. Alastair, uh, and apparently took up rallying at the age of 94. Wow, that is really, really incredible. So, to Dorothy as well, rest in peace. Um, really, really devastating news. Uh, BMW M and BMW Motorsport are set to merge imminently. So, this, this could be really good. We could get some really good stuff from this. Obviously, BMW are quite controversial at the moment with what they're bringing out to the masses, but I think it's exciting, and I think in the long run, I reckon they're going to do a really good job, BMW. I think they might be heading in the right direction, but we'll chat about that later on with my car review, which you may you you know already from the title. It's BMW M3. So there we go. Aston Martin's new Vantage is gunning straight for the Porsche 911 GT3, which I know was recently announced, and it's it's really stunning. Um, the new well Porsche 911 GT3s, GT3 RSs, they're lovely anyway, but this new one, the 992 generation. 
is is really amazing. So this new Aston Martin Vantage that's going for the GT3911 will debut on the 22nd of March this year. So, wow, that's two days as I'm recording this. And on the day this podcast is released. So that's very fitting, isn't it? And maybe when you're listening to this, it might already be out. So there we go. Good news to petrol for petrol heads. Lamborghini will unveil two V12 supercars in 2021. So it's good news. The V12 isn't dead yet. So I know there's a lot of hybrid stuff going around, but Lamborghini, they're not saying no. I mean, they're, they're incorporating hybrid te- hybrid technology into their cars, but they're still using V12 rumbly engines. So if you like that sort of stuff, then that's good news. And that's good news to me as well, because I'm one of the people that likes EVs and internal combustion engine cars, because that is allowed. Uh, the Smoking Tire, who is a YouTube channel person, gets an exclusive look at the McLaren Elva, which is sort of so it's a windscreenless track car, um, is how I can describe it. And it's a bit ludicrous, isn't it? Um, it looks a bit better than the press photos that were released. It's from a nice red, this one that the Smoking Tire drove. It's $2 million, apparently. 800 horsepower road legal car. So that's exciting, if you like having no windscreen. I've been in a car with no windscreen, and it was a Xenos E10S. And it was September time, I think, and me and my friend Matt did a review on it on our YouTube channel, All Things Auto. And I will say hand on heart, it was the most terrifying car I've ever been in in my life. Um, Going, you know, within the law, obviously, high speeds, um, with no windscreen. And my only thought was, if a deer prances in front of us now, it's going to be in my head. So there we go. Unlike Audi, who recently announced that they're not going to develop any new engine cars, BMW says they will. So BMW are going to continue to develop new combustion engines for their future cars. I know Audi are completely going for electric, I think, with their e-tron technology, which is good news because they're doing well, especially with the e-tron GT, which I reviewed last week and did a comparison with the Porsche Taycan, which you can check out on every podcast provider. Audi are doing a very good job. It's safe to say that. Um, Acura's 3-litre Turbo V6 TLX Type S, very long name, will arrive much sooner than you think. That is good news. Quite a good-looking car, actually. So, um, yeah, I I know this is a podcast and you can't see what this car looks like, but just search up. Just search up Acura 3-litre Turbo V6 TLX Type Type S, and it will come up. That's if you can remember that name. That is. So that's a a challenge itself, isn't it? Um, But, uh, well... Uh, BMW's new electric i4M is going to be a silent assassin, and I think it's going to have a lot of power um, from what I've heard. BMW have been quite bonkers recently with releasing new cars. This is all going uh, towards the i range that BMW have, the i division, which is fully electric. I think it's about time because they sort of they only had the BMW i3 and the i8 um, for quite a long time, and now they're finally revealing new cars, as well as the iX that they revealed a while, a while back, which You know, (laughs) it raised a few eyebrows, let's say. Uh, The Suzuki Jimny could be getting a long wheelbase version. Oh, this is cool. This is really cool. Five-door version as well. So if you've wanted a Suzuki Jimny in the past and said, no, it's going to be too impractical, then maybe this is the car for you. Now, I know the Suzuki Jimny is going out of production due to emissions, but it is coming back as a commercial vehicle. So I doubt that this, you know, five-door Jimny will come to this country, but to go and import it, it is possible, I imagine, although with it being a new car, maybe a bit more difficult. But we've got to wait and see. Um, and of course, Brexit making everything a bit more complicated. 
Um, the Russian nationalist who attempted to hack Tesla pleads guilty in trial. Um, apparently, he tried to use an employee to gain access uh, to Tesla, and it didn't work. So he's he's pleaded guilty, and he's been done. So there we go. It's good news. If you don't like te- if you don't like uh, Russian nationalists, there we go. Um, African company Mazibuko, that's a cool name, says it will go head to head with Tesla's Cybertruck. Now. This is an interesting design. I think car manufacturers, especially smaller ones, are going a bit mad at the moment with car designs. But, you know, we we, we like mad car designs from now now and again because it gives us something to laugh about, doesn't it? I mean, the Cybertruck was very controversial. I think it, the, the Cybertruck was announced around when this podcast actually began, late 2019. And I did discuss it for about 10 minutes straight um, because it's an interesting concept. Very ugly, but it's very interesting. So it's quite exciting, actually. I hate to say it, but it is exciting. Um, Daniel Ricardo has tested the new McLaren V6 hybrid Artura, 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 however you say it, but apparently he's been enjoying it, and I'm looking forward to this, because obviously McLarens are famous for having V8s, but this V6 hybrid, I think will be pretty good. I really do think it'll be good, because McLaren have the tech to do it, so there we go, uh, Daniel Ricardo enjoyed it, so that says a lot. The Chinese are restricting the usage of Teslas um, over safety concerns. There we go. Um, so we've got to wait and see you know, how that takes its toll. Uh, the value of Porsche rose to 28.7 billion euros in 2020. Wow, that is really amazing. So Porsche AG set a new reven- a revenue record in the 2020 financial year as it grew to 27.7, billion euros, as I just said. Very good news for Porsche. They they seem to be doing really well. And in front of me (laughs) is a picture of the new 911 GT3 in that lovely blue colour with black wheels. And wow, what a gorgeous, gorgeous car. I really love it, actually. I love it, love it, love it. And in fact, we can stay on the topic of um, Porsche 911s because looking around houses today, which is interesting, and I went in a garage, and inside that garage was a classic Porsche 911. And I know it was instantly. It was underneath the cover, but I just know what it was. Lifted up the cover slightly, and you tell it's a 1960s 911 in Guards Red, I think it is. And it really caught my eye. Really, really stunning car. I was like, oh my word, I really want it. But, you know, they're a lot of money, so sadly I cannot. Uh, another car I saw today was a Por- uh, was not Porsche, sorry. It was a Fiat Coupe. I think it's a 20-valve one, 2-litre, and what an incredible car. The design was... Very unusual at the time, but wow, it's so stunning. Really, really stunning. I love it. Really love it. Anyway, I think we should move away from the car news in front of me and talk about the car news to another side of me. That makes sense, doesn't it? Um, Because I want to talk about the Toyota GT86, which is going out of production. Yes, the Toyota GT86 is dead, sadly. Although I I do believe there's another one coming, so it's not entirely dead. Uh, dead, sorry, there's a quite catastrophic voice break then. Um, so yeah, Toyota GT86 is sadly going. It was an interesting car when it came out. Um, people say it's underpowered. I'd argue that it isn't, and that car specifically is more about the handling and the driving feel, but, you know, what people care about these days is sheer power. So there we go. Obviously, it's the same car as the Subaru BRZ or BRZ if you're listening overseas. Um, so there we go. That, that apparently is finishing... And, yeah, there'll be a new one coming, I believe. I know there's a new Subaru BRZ coming. Whether they do a Toyota version, I think we're, you know, I think we've got to wait and see. I might be wrong, it might already be out in the open, but there we go. 
Um, now, this is interesting. Autocar, you know Autocar. It's really, really wonderful. You know, it's the source of all car heavenly news. Um, Autocar have helped set up a Vauxhall Corsa. You ready for this? Hill Climb Series. So if you're a Vauxhall Corsa driver currently listening to this podcast from the McDonald's car park, then, um, yes, you can do a hill climb because Autocar have set up a hill climb series, especially for Corsa-based cars. So there we go. If you... If you <laughs> If you want an unusual news story to listen to, then this is the podcast for you, isn't it, really? Anyway, let's move away from car news, and let's go into something equally interesting. Let's move on to my car review, the Piston Podcast Pick of the Week, which this week is the BMW M3. Now, there's a reason for this. Uh, There's two reasons for this, actually. Uh, One reason is Sabine Schmitz was a fan of the BMW M3, and I thought it was appropriate. Um, Another reason is that it was the car that she won the 24-hour Nürburgring race in, and another reason, there's a third reason, is it's lovely. There's a new one out, you may know, I think you would know if you're listening to this podcast. Um, and it looks stunning, it's really, really nice. And I know people are going to hate me for saying this, but it's grown on me a lot, especially the grill, which I now think looks, yeah, quite cool. So, the new M3 is priced from £75,000. Obviously there's a new M4 out as well, which starts, I think, a couple of grand over that. Comes with a twin turbo 3 litre inline 6 engine, producing 480 horsepower. But if you get the competition version, which apparently is recommended, then you get, you get 510 brake horsepower. It's 30 more. I don't know how much of a difference that's going to make, but it'd be interesting to see. It's 406 pound foot of torque. Now, this is interesting the configuration. It's rear wheel drive, obviously, it's BMW M3. But for the first time ever, there's an all wheel drive version, which I know, again, is going to be controversial because. Oh, BMW is all about rear-wheel drive, but this this is going to be interesting indeed. It might be really good, and it might be a new revolution for BMW, so that is exciting indeed. Um, as standard, it comes with a six-speed manual gearbox, which I think I'd go for personally. Or you can upgrade to an eight-speed automatic, semi-automatic, with flappy paddles, obviously. But I just think a manual is a bit nicer, especially in a BMW. Um, averages 27.7 mpg, which is not very good, but obviously that's not what this car's about. 0-60 in 3.9 seconds, uh, top speed of 180 miles per hour, that's quick. Uh, it weighs 1.7 tonnes, 1,750 kilos in old money. No, it's not really old money, is it? It's just, you know, translated. Um, it produces 234 grams of CO2 per kilometre, if you if you care about polar bears and stuff like that. It's got five doors, five seats, so it's quite it's quite practical in a way. And, announced... BMW, for the first time ever, are making an M3 Touring, which I'm particularly excited for, and I just think it's going to be absolutely stunning. Really, really nice. I know Alpina did a B3 Touring, but that's not a BMW, it's an Alpina, so that'll be interesting indeed. Now, obviously, there's a new M4 out as well, and it's got the same engine and the same drivetrain, I think, but obviously it's a different shape, it's an M4. So it looks almost like a smaller version of the M8, in a way, I wouldn't go for the M4. I think it's got. I think it's a bit too sloppy. But the M3, wow, what a gorgeous car! And especially in that green, it's shown in you know on press photos and stuff like that. It's really nice. It's grown on me a lot. Now the alternatives or rivals to this car are the Mercedes AMG C63. You know the big one with the shouty exhaust and you know really bad MPG figures. The Alfa Romeo Giulia Quadrifoglio. The and the Audi RS5 Sportback. So if you don't like BMWs and they're the cars you can also go for. Now pros and cons for the new BMW M3 pros. The styling, I do think it's lovely. 
I know a lot of people still hate it, but I, I personally really like it. And I know it's going on a few people. I do, I do know a lot of people have been saying on Twitter, actually, that they've you know grown to the design. Uh, another pro is the interior and the interior tech. Yeah, BMW know how to make an interior, maybe not in the iX, but they do with you know the other cars, and they have done in the past. And this one is no exception. It's really nice. And another pro, which might be a con to you listeners, but there's an all-wheel drive option, which I just think is going to be quite cool. And I'm looking forward to see if it's any good or not. Um, it might be too restrictive, maybe like a Quattro. Might be controversial me saying that. Um, or it might be really good. So, yeah, we've got to wait and see. Cons, maybe the grill. Although I'm going to say for me it might be a bit of a pro. Obviously, they've done it for Heritage because the original 3 Series had a kidney grill. And they've gone really massive. The new kidney grill is its humongous. Really massive. Another con is it's not very economical. But then again, you can forgive it for that because it's an M3. You go for a 3 Series diesel if you wanted economy. Um, another con is... It's more about the people, really. People judge it. Like, they look at the grill and they go, ooh, even though it's probably a really nice car. In fact, I know it's a really nice car. So, there you go. It's going to be quite prejudiced in a way. Um, people probably will hate you for driving around it. But, yeah, it doesn't overrule it for me. Me, personally, I'm going to give it a Piston Podcast rating of 5 out of 5. So much I love it. I know every car in this podcast gets a 5 out of 5. But that's the main reason for that is because I choose the cars I review. And the cars I choose are often cars I like. Um, so there we go. I should really start reviewing cars I don't like. That'd be interesting, wouldn't it? Um, I think this is the first engine car we've reviewed on the podcast or series. So, ha, on the Piston podcast. The, pers- the first Piston car of the series. That's quite funny. I think it might be. I might be wrong. But there we go. There is the review of the BMW M3. I'm very excited to see him right about. I think it's a very interesting car. But if, you, if you're if you still in the position where you think it's horrible, it's ugly, why would you buy one? Then I'm going to give you a top 10 list of the Super Saloons, you know, the BMW M3 rivals. as top 10 list. There's 10. Wow. You couldn't have guessed that. And this is courtesy of Autocar. Um, they've got a massive collection of top 10 lists done by the Autocar team. So I can recommend you have a look. Uh, now at number 10... Interestingly, it's an electric car. It's a Tesla Model S Performance, which is which is a good car. Undoubtedly, obviously, off the line, you'll beat any other super saloon. And number nine, this is a very, very long name. It's the Mercedes-AMG CLS 53 4Matic Plus. So, <laughs> if people ask, what car are you driving these days, Phil, or whatever, you're going to have to say that really long name. I'm not going to say it again, you know, for your own ears. And number eight is the Audi RS6 Avant which is lovely, but maybe not really a saloon, is it? It's more of a estate. And number seven is the BMW M5 Competition. And number six is the Mercedes-Benz E63S. And number five is the Alpina B5 by Turbo. Lovely car, very posh. And number four is another Alpina, but it's the Alpina B3. And number three is the Mercedes-AMG C63S. And number two is the Alfa Romeo Giulia Quadrifoglio, which just looks stunning. And at number one, surprise, surprise, it's the new 2021 BMW M3 competition. So, really, it's not just me that's saying it's a good car. It's auto car as well. So, it must be pretty darn good, as, as one way as I can, you know, what's one way I can put it. Um, so, that's, that's a very interesting car. I, I'm a big, big fan of it. So, yes, I think we'll put the M3 aside and move on to My Way or Highway, which is a segment of the show where I talk about a road or maybe a racetrack, you know, this episode is a racetrack, it might give you a clue, um, 
And you can either take that route or you can just go away and take the highway, really, and um, bog off, respectively. So, again, to pay tribute to Sabine Schmitz, um, I think it's only right for My Way Highway this week to be the Nürburgring, isn't it, really? I just think it's right. So, if you're unfamiliar with the Nürburgring, where have you been? It's a motorsport complex located in Nürburgring in Germany. Uh, it features a Grand Prix uh, track circuit, which is short uh, or shorter than the other circuit. And, yeah, the other circuit is much longer. It's the Nordschleife track, um, which is the North Ring. And it is 20.8 kilometres long. Or, if you're an English listener like me, oh, I'm not a listener, I'm a presenter. It's 12.9 miles and has a 300 metre elevation change. So, there we go. If you, if you like boffinry, you know, racetrack facts, then there you go. Uh, it's nicknamed the Green Hell by Jackie Stewart, the legend Jackie Stewart. And, and another thing I've just added on here is a little side note. There is a petition that's been made uh, to name part of the track or a corner or a straight after Sabine Schmitz. And it's funny, actually, when I heard the news on Wednesday, I didn't actually think it would be right for the Nürburgring to, you know, pay their respects to Sabine by naming part of the track after her. And a lot of people have said the same on Twitter and Instagram. They've, I've been surprised, actually. Everybody thinks the same thing. And I have signed this petition, this petition so do have a look. I, if you head over to my Twitter, at DanielCarzo5, I retweeted it a few days ago, so you can have a look on there and sign it, because I just think it would be great. I, I just think it would be lovely. So there we go. That would be very nice indeed. So there we go. I think we should slowly round this podcast to an end. What am I going to do after I've recorded this? Probably go downstairs and have a chocolate bar. I don't know. I might have a hot chocolate. I like chocolate. don't know what I'm going to do, actually. Um, so we're going to wait and see for that. What have I been up to this week that's interesting? Nothing. It's school. School started a few weeks ago and, you know, getting back into it, isn't it? So, yeah, bit of a dead week, if I'm honest. Gone very slow. But, you know, it's the weekend as I'm recording this, so very happy. And Sunday, tomorrow as I'm recording this. So, yeah, should be a good day. The weather's been bad, so there you go. Not very good. Anyway, I'm rambling. So the quiz, the Piston Podcast quiz question of the week this week, which I have planned. I've been clever. Unlike last week, when I spent about five minutes trying to decide what I'd ask you. Um, now, uh, hold on. The last week's quiz question, I'm just going to mention this quickly, was... It was... Uh, oh, dear, dear, dear. What was it? It was... <laughs> how many Peugeot 1008s uh, were sold in its entire production run? And I can tell you that... Well, Peugeot planned to sell 200,000 units a year, but... They failed quite catastrophically, and in the end, they sold just 125,000 in the entire five years of it being in production. So there we go. That was the answer to last week's quiz question. 125,000. So if you got that right, give yourself a pat on the back. This week's quiz question of the week, which will be posted on Twitter very shortly, is... The first new car of the 21st century was what? I can tell you that it was officially revealed on the 4th of January 2000, but what was it? The first new car of the 21st century. Now, I'm going to leave that with you, have a think over the next, you know, few hours, few days maybe, and later on, after this podcast is released, head over to at Piston Podcast on Twitter, where the answer will be announced. So, there we go, and you can give yourself uh, a pass on the back and crack open a beer or something if you get it right if you get it wrong then that's what that's half an hour in the north step listening to the previous episode of the piston podcast that can be a punishment it's a good punishment but that can be a punishment 
Anyway, I think I should round it off there. Thank you ever so much for listening to this episode of the Piston Podcast. I think I did say last week I'd be joined by guests this week, and just didn't. And the main reason is this time I've had literally no time uh, to plan for guests and stuff like that, so I decided just to do it myself. And obviously, after I heard the news of Sabine, I thought the main focus for this podcast should be about her. So there we go. Rest in peace, Sabine Schmitz. Again, really devastating news, and... Yeah, really, really shocking. But anyway, next week I might be on my own. I might be joined by a guest as soon as Easter holidays. So I'll have guests then, uh, no doubt. And I've got some interesting ones coming up. So that's exciting. And I'm going to be a guest on another podcast, which I can't announce yet. I can't announce which podcast and or when. Um, I'm going to be right. I'm going to be a good guest. But for the first time ever, I'm going to be a guest on another podcast. So stay tuned for that. Uh, that'll be exciting. I think this week I'm re- well. This week is I'm. The podcast is released. I'm recording it. So that'll be interesting indeed. Anyway, thank you so much for listening. Do stay safe. And hopefully I will see you or you'll listen to me next week for more interesting car chat. Thank you for listening. Cheerio. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Piston Podcast. I hope you enjoyed it. Just before you go, remember you can follow me on social media at DanielCarzo5. And you can follow the podcast on Twitter at Piston Podcast. See you next time for more interesting car chat.